It's DTS 193, and today some big announcements across the board. Blah, 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 blah. What episode is this? It's 190. Okay. I don't even know what to do in this open. That's it. That's the intro. Play the music. <laughs> All right. You're listening to Destiny the Show. What is good, everyone, and welcome to DTS. I am BBK Dragoon, joined as always by my great co host Diddy. What is up, my dude? How was your week? Week was great. We are. Whiskey and I just finished our uh, intro to Puppy Agility. So, yay him. He will now move on to Obstacles 1, uh, and that's when they start introducing things like the dog walk, actual jumps, uh, more tunneling, and the A-frame, things like that. And the teeter-totter is kind of more of an advanced obstacle because of you know the fact that it moves and makes a sound. Um, so we won't get there, I don't think, in this next class, but maybe the next one after that. I, I feel like in like 16 weeks, I'm going to ask you that question. He's going to be like, yeah, and Whiskey finally got his driver's license. He's on his certification <laughs> now for uh, rocket science. And I just picture your dog with little glasses on driving to the office. Like, you guys have done it right with your puppies. They are fully decked out in all the accolades. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, it's, you know, that's us. That's what we do. We, we love spending time with our dogs. We don't want to just sit on the couch or walk them every now and then. We actually want to be active with our with our pets so we really like doing the training stuff with them yeah well that's good man weather-wise it's been crazy here it's either really nice and feels like spring summer and you're like yes bring it on or it's snowing it just picks like it flip-flops back and forth every 15 (laughs) minutes and i am so ready for spring that is spring and fall favorite seasons and summer as well but like winter is becoming my least favorite you're just inside it's cold all the time that deal it's been warm there right yeah it's uh it rained last night but it's sunny right now um we're moving into summer already because texas sucks it doesn't have a spring or a fall it just goes from hot to cold and then sometimes it has a winter yeah um but it's 85 degrees outside and sunny so it's uh it's like i really want to go out and walk the dogs more often but it's already getting too hot to stay out too long (laughs) yeah 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 so it's just uh gotta get the right time Mm mm-hmm well, today's show, I'm incredibly excited. So we have a bit of a, an announcement, some housekeeping to get out of the way at the beginning of the show, especially for the longtime listeners. Diddy and I have talked about this uh, quite a bit, and we've made the decision we're going to start talking about other investment games in addition to Destiny here on DTS. You know, games like Warframe, The Division, Borderlands, Monster Hunter, maybe some Anthem or Iron Sight, and like maybe some WoW thrown in there, but games that specifically we think resonate with destiny players we're still going to cover destiny news on weeks where it's relevant and you know most of the listeners aren't just destiny players diddy they're gamers right just like us we play Mm -hmm. other things and it's no secret that destiny 2 is in a really rough spot and while both diddy and i hope it improves we want to extend the dts conversation to other investment games you won't see us diving into like really random stuff like what's the hero meta in dota 2 like right now (laughs) but games like warframe or the division borderlands and we're hoping borderlands 3 is this year or you know even things like anthem when it comes around 
Those are investment games that I know a lot of Destiny players are interested in, and it's just going to make the show a lot more exciting, I think, interesting, and hopefully positive. It's no fun to just be in the trenches of negativity week after week with Destiny. So that's essentially it. You know, your thoughts, Diddy? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, let's uh, let's be more positive. I think. I mean, let's let's talk about other games as well because I know myself. I'm not just playing Destiny. I'm I'm playing other games. I played Borderlands and Ironsight a lot this last week, and it it's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, and it it's filling the void. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And the format of the show is pretty much going to say the exact same through expansion two. So about thirty minutes emphasis on news. But after Expansion 2 comes out in May, uh, we might may want to change the format of the program just a little bit, and we'd like to bring guests onto the show. That's something we've always wanted to do with DTS, but with the short, like, really tight news format, it's not always made sense. So after Expansion 2, you know, judging by your guys' feedback, we're planning on making a little bit of changes. And what I love is we don't have to divorce Destiny altogether. If it gets better, <laughs> that's freaking awesome. That would be amazing. And around the time of the Taken Queen, and around the time of Expansion 2, there will be a lot to talk about Destiny-wise. But in these drought months, it's just, it's time. It's time to open up the doorway to more opportunities with different games and extend the conversation. So, Yep, agreed. With all that said, today we're talking about the TWAB. It's the last faction rally of Season 2. It's Warframe's five-year anniversary, and there's some really cool bonuses you don't want to miss out on if you're a player. The Division 2 was announced and finally, we'll wrap up today's show with Monster Hunter World's giant free spring update. And Diddy talked about with this in the words and stuff. Diddy mentioned in the pre-show, Battlefront 2 is getting its microtransactions back in the game. But they've made some pretty positive adjustments, surprisingly. So let's get into it. News! Starting out with Destiny. It's the last faction rally of season two is it still season two yeah <laughs> it Gosh, is that's weird to say it's season three is right around the corner man with update of of course 1.2 with with dlc2 but uh sooner than that later this month we have update 1.1.4 which is bringing all those sandbox changes uh, pretty quick here go fast patch now what are the rewards this time around and who's gonna win so uh, congratulations, Future War Cult or Dead Orbit, because New Monarchy is bringing a grenade launcher to the, the rewards <laughs> pool, and we all know how fantastic those are. So uh, thank you, Bungie, for allowing another faction to win a rally. Uh, but Future War Cult and Dead Orbit, they're bringing sniper rifles, which are getting a, a little bit of a tweak in update 1.1.4, so one of those might be uh, worth having. I think the Dead Orbit sniper looks freaking so cool, dude. Like, no, that- man. Future War Cult. That's a hunter fantasy right there. Like, out in the wild, got your cloak, and this scratched-up viced sniper rifle with the little <laughs> white marks on it. Now, this is, like we mentioned, the last faction rally before Season 3, okay? So, what they're planning to try and do is take faction rallies back into the workshop, and here is what the Seasons team says they're trying to improve upon. Pledging to a faction should be a meaningful choice. Rewards should not be time-gated. Faction rallies should provide a unique gameplay experience, and not simply be a reward layer on top of the existing game. The event should grant additional insight into faction lore and goals, and finally, it should build upon player interest in lost sectors and armor ornament objectives. 
I don't know how you could probably disagree with any of those things, but the <laughs> I, the sentence I want to highlight, reward should not be time-gated. So do you think we're moving back to a more D1-style faction where it exists all the time and the faction rally is just maybe a, a big boost to the amount of faction rep you're earning? I mean, I think TimeGate kind of hints at the fact that they didn't have the entire reward pool available until this oh. last week yeah. or the last week, the last faction rally of the season. So they might be moving towards everything's available all the time in every faction rally instead of just, oh, well, then what's the point of the first two if the, all the rewards are available in the last week? That's the week I want to play. So there you go. You're right. The way it's phrased, rewards. It's specific on rewards, not just factions. So I was hopeful, man, because I like the way it worked in D1 <laughs> just a little bit better there. Should build upon player interest in lost sectors and armor ornament objectives. A to the arm. Yeah, like thumbs up for armor ornament objectives. Lost sectors. Meh. <laughs> yeah, what is the interest right now in lost sectors? Uh, is there the a fastest way who to... Who loves those? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really strange because there's such a cool idea, but I think they kind of fell flat, right? So there's not much interest in those outside of the faction rally because, you know, that's what that's how they get all the tokens, right? Before they they patched it, right? So yeah. I think that's 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 a good point that they're trying to look at how to make lost sectors more interesting. Yeah. We got to jump to the bottom of this week's twop here. Okay. And I quote from Cosmo. We've heard a lot of feedback on in-air accuracy. The Sandbox team let us know that in the upcoming Go Fast update, they are increasing hipfire accuracy and ADS accuracy for hand cannons on consoles. They also said they would take another look at in-air accuracy and do some testing after 114 goes live, end quote. So that is brilliant. I love how they're like, hey, Bungie, we'd like in-air accuracy to be better. And their response is, Hey, we're buffing hip fire accuracy and ADS accuracy on hand cannons on console. It's like, what, what does that have to do with in-air accuracy? Well, your ADS accuracy on console and hip fire on console, <laughs> it'll be a little bit better. For it's, hand it, cannons. For hand cannons, yeah, on console, remember. It's just <laughs> hilarious. They've come out and said before they don't like in-air accuracy because it raises the skill ceiling too much. Oh, no. Okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> this and is this, oh. this makes this reminds me of the time they were doing the sandbox dev stream uh back in <gasps> Destiny Fireball? One. Yeah, with <laughs> I don't remember who it was, but so they took a question from the community <laughs> and they grand. said, Well, what about firebolts? And the devs was like, What what about them? And this was the time when firebolts were one of the most hotly contested items in the community discussion because they're very easy with the viking funeral they just ticked and they just did so much damage and they was like oh i, I yeah i guess we could look at that yeah sure yeah yeah, yeah. okay it, it was the most soul crushing moment ever because <laughs> in trial so frustrating like it has been screamed from the rooftop and then just on stream reads the question what about firebolts no we, we didn't do anything about that and like the whole <laughs> chat just was like oh <gasps> Oh, no. <laughs> now, I'm not saying buffing in-air accuracy would fix this game. It won't. But it just is ironic that, like, hey, we don't... Could you look at this? No, no, no. But look at these somewhat unrelated <laughs> things. We're doing these somewhat unrelated... What about time to kill? No, 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 no. 
you're going to move really fast, like really <laughs> fast on 114. And there'll be power ammo everywhere. Okay. All right. There you go. But we are two weeks away from 114, so I'm looking forward to it. Faction rallies, sure. If they can improve them, great, but confidence not high. <laughs> All right. Should we move on? Let's go. Okay. Warframe is celebrating five years. Okay. Nice. Five years of Warframe. I think they announced they have like 38 million registered players at this point, which is crazy. That is really uh, for crazy. For those of you who do play Warframe, if you log in on the PC, PS4, or Xbox One uh, until March 28th, you need to log in between now and March 28th to get a free Excalibur Dex skin. So it's a free Excalibur skin. It looks amazing. Very, very cool. And there are anniversary alerts going on right now for some special Dex Furus, a Sedana, uh, the Dakra, which are dual blades, and the Sabaris, which I think is a sniper rifle. Uh, but the Sindana looks really cool. That's the little capes. Cyandana. Yeah. How do they say it? Uh, Cyandana. There you go. I've always Bandana. mispronounced it. My fashion frame. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is really great because obviously Warframe is one of those, or it is the, I think, probably the best and largest and most in-depth free-to-play game out there right now. And yeah, it's it's a grind. It's got a really you know steep learning curve at the very beginning. But if you put in the time and learn what a few of the systems do, it's a phenomenal game. Yeah. And also, if you go to our website, destinytheshow.com, I'll have a link to this page here. Really cool animated infographic on their website showing how many players and registered users they have, how many Warframes they've added, how much player-made content have they put in the store. So like Tenagen items, which are literally player-created fashion frame items that get placed into the game. Um, I've had a ton of fun playing Warframe, and if you guys really are like burned out on Destiny 2 and need something to satisfy that investment game loop, it's extraordinarily optimized on all mm -hmm. platforms. And like Diddy said, if you can get over the initial learning curve, it's a phenomenal free-to-play game. I think it's the best free-to-play game I've ever tried, like ever. So Yeah, I think, I mean, if we had a free-to-play game like this when we were younger, I think we would be playing this and only this all the time yeah and i think if you haven't looked into playing warframe or if you don't know if you like it or not i think maybe if you're also a fan of i don't know maybe mass effect series it's got some similarities yeah. there third person shooter style um pve content there there is pvp in warframe but that's not what it's all about uh, it's all about the story missions those quests and um now the, the planes of Idolon. Did he, you started playing the game like forever ago. Like when you first got your PS4, which was right around the Destiny Alpha time, you were playing Warframe. So that would have been what, like 2014? Yeah, we, we got a PlayStation 4 at launch. So we have a, so we, ha we have a launch PlayStation 4 here in the apartment. And of course, I got it for Destiny because that was when the, al the Alpha was going to be on the PlayStation 4 only. And there were a few other PlayStation 4 games we were looking forward to, so we decided to get one then. And I was looking for free games to play, and Warframe was one of them. And so it was great. I liked it then. Obviously, I put it down for Destiny, and then I came back four years later, and I'm loving Warframe. It's it's so great. You were almost a year one player. Isn't that crazy? Almost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember Warframe when it was not super great when it was bad when it was bad you can say yeah okay all right when it was bad it, but I, I still liked it and they've yeah. done a lot of revamps since it launched so if you were like me and you played warframe at launch and you thought oh it, it was crap give it another shot 
it's made vast improvements. Danny O'Dwyer, the guy who runs Noclip, he used to do documentary stuff as well on GameSpot. He is having his two-part Warframe documentary come out over the next like week nice. or two. And it's got tons of interviews with all the higher-ups at Digital Extremes. Did you know, dude, they worked on Unreal Tournament and like UT 2003 <laughs> as well? No. Yeah, That's there's awesome. some really cool stories. <laughs> and they go through the entire narrative of how Warframe almost failed and how it was saved, right? What they basically changed the game into these days. And I don't know, cool community, awesome stuff. Speaking of awesome stuff, Diddy, did you see that The Division 2 was announced officially? Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And as a Destiny player, gives me a flag. Oh, they went with the two instead of expansion name. So anyways, but the Division 2 finally announced it's in development. We're going to see more of it at E3 in June. So uh, I myself, I played the Division beta and I was not a super big fan. But with the recent big update that they did and how all the positive feedback came back from that, Seeing this announcement made me reconsider, hey, maybe I should look into playing The Division 2 when it comes out. Maybe they'll do a beta this summer or whatever close to launch to do a stress test. And yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to seeing more gameplay about this one. Yeah, I want to read the press release that they put out. It's pretty short. This is from Julian Garrity, the creative director over at Massive Entertainment, which is the studio who's built The Division. What an incredible few years it's been for the team here at Massive. When we first began work on The Division, we knew we had something special and something we believed in so strongly that we wanted to make sure we got it right. We also knew we couldn't achieve that goal without your help. Since the launch of The Division two years ago, we've remained focused on this philosophy. We, want, uh, we continue to create more opportunities to interact directly with live streams, ongoing surveys, and social media. We also introduced public test servers as a way of getting immediate feedback before integrating major features and changes to the game. We never stopped wanting to make the division better, and our most recent 1.8 update is a testament to that, as seen from your overwhelming feedback and support. All of these new features and experiences have made our team better too. We're nimbler and better prepared to take action based on feedback. And now, we're, now more than ever before, we have a clear vision of what's important and what continues to make the division a special experience for so many people. Following our year two anniversary celebration, we're going to keep supporting that experience with new title updates, two of them to be specific, that will bring new global events, the X1X enhancements, and more. That being said, we've always envisioned the story in the game we launched in 2016 as the beginning chapter in a larger saga. And today, we're excited to share more info about what's next for the Division universe. We're almost done, guys. We're thrilled to announce that we are working on the Division 2 and that development will be led by Massive Entertainment in collaboration with Ubisoft Reflections, Red Storm Entertainment, Ubisoft Annecy, Ubisoft Shanghai, and Ubisoft Bucharest. The Division 2 will be powered by an updated version of the Snowdrop engine that enables us to realize our ambitions for the sequel, but more importantly, we're also taking everything we learned over the past two years and applying it towards the sequel to make sure we get it right. Part of that means recognizing your commitment to The Division. With that in mind, we're adding a new type of achievement called Shields to the game. Earning them will unlock special rewards in The Division 2 when it launches. On behalf of all the teams at Ubisoft, we thank you for your support that you've given us over the past two years, and we hope that our continued work will earn that support for many years to come. Can't wait to see you, blah, 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 see you at E320. Yeah. That is how you do a really cool press release. Did you <laughs> notice like how the majority of the focus of that was on the community and on the things that they've learned over these last few years? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they they acknowledge that 
The community gave them feedback, they addressed that feedback, and then they implemented some of that feedback into their most recent update, 1.8. And then, of course, they read about that feedback, and they thought that it was great. And I think this Shields update that you just mentioned is yeah. a really cool idea, right? It's mm-hmm. an update to the existing game, and progression on that unlocks stuff in the future game. Yep. That is really cool. That is worth my time investment. I might yeah. go download the Division right now just so I can do the Shields update when it comes out, just so I can have stuff for the Division 2 when it comes out. Yeah, so Shields are going to be updated sometime in June, most likely right after the E3 stuff that we'll see for the Division 2. There are two more additional title updates coming this year for the Division, which, like you said, will bring new global events, the new Legendary Missions, and the Xbox One X Enhanced Update. I've played about 150 hours of the Division when it came out. I loved that experience. Endgame was really bad at launch, and I ended up putting the game down, and I haven't picked it up since. However... The last seven, eight months, I've had so many people telling me, you need to try this, especially when 1.8 came out, which is what we're currently on now, I believe. 1.8 was like this this point at which it really has come full circle, and a lot of people say The Division is just a fantastic game. Not perfect, it still has its issues, but I really appreciated reading that they implemented a public test server ditty, so they actually let the community try out the updates before they go live. In many ways, I I bring this up to sort of compare and contrast and highlight the different roads that can be taken. The Division did not have an amazing, phenomenal investment game out the door. And it took them a long time to refine it, and there's been some missteps along the way. But I think you've seen a radical change in the sentiment of this game to the positive, especially in the last six months overall, you know? Yeah, there's following all of these developers and how they're reacting to community feedback about their games and their updates, you know, really puts a lot of game development in perspective, right? There are some really yeah. great developers out there that, like you mentioned Warframe, the documentary coming out about Warframe, how Warframe almost failed. And, yep. you know, what the steps they did to take that, obviously I'm going to have to watch the, the, the documentary to figure that out, or maybe I can view some clips online. But that that type of thing is... It really gives certain, you know, aspects of integrity and, you know, constructive feedback, how they're responding to that. I think that's a really great idea. I think that's really great to hear about and see. Yeah. So hopefully it works out for them. The last planned update on their road ahead, there's still support for the game through September with regular updates. And so maybe a holiday release for the Division 2. That would be very cool. Or maybe it'll be uh in early spring i think division one was a february or march release if i recall correctly so Mm -hmm. yeah i think so all right let's transition to the thing i'm most stoked about diddy (laughs) monster hunter world is getting its first title update it's free and it comes with a bunch of freaking stuff now diddy guys is waiting for the pc version of monster hunter world which yes i totally applaud him for that game (laughs) in 1440p or 4k is gonna be so sick and also stable 60 Ultra white, oh, yeah, twenty-one you're ultra by nine. Lighting it. That's what oh. it's gonna be. It's gonna be fantastic, oh, dude. That's gonna be so cool on one of those <laughs> ultra wide monitors. I'm now very jealous. I want pictures when it happens. Um, so first of all, the Devil Made Cry collaboration event was announced. If you don't know about Monster Hunter, they do a ton of product tie-ins with other games in their franchises. You know, they have Mega Man. They've done a Street Fighter 1, they've done with Horizon Zero Dawn, which isn't a Capcom game, but 
They do this with all the Monster Hunter titles. Short little quest that you can go on to earn these special cosmetic gear. In this one, you get to look like Dante. It's got a charge blade that doesn't have a shield, and it looks pretty stinking cool. I'm excited for it. Now, the spring update comes March 22nd. You get the new monster, Devil Joe. Now, Diddy, Devil Joe is called the Pickle. He's a big, green, <laughs> T-Rex-looking thing that has no arms. You should totally look him up. What? And he's like a meme from the previous Monster Hunters. In Monster Hunter World, this isn't really a spoiler, there is a jerk of a monster called Bagel... Sorry, Basil Geese. I call him Bagel Moose. Or Bagel Moose, too. <laughs> and Bagel shows up in the middle of your fights. Just such an obnoxious monster. Interrupts things, does his strafing runs, and drops all these little scale bombs on you horribly annoying dude he, he interrupts like so many fights that he's a total joke well devil joe was the bagel moose of previous monster hunters the pickle would show up in the middle of like all of your fights just interrupt cause chaos wreck the party that kind of a thing so with devil joe comes two new armor sets the vangus alpha and the vangus beta so that's four sets in total if you count the male and the female sets and just to fill you in, since you don't play Monster Hunter Diddy, when you take down a monster, you get, like, resources from that monster, like scales and hide and all that other stuff. And those are used to build weapons. There's 14 weapons in the game. So with this update, we're getting 14 new weapons with the Devil Joe, basically, hmm. aesthetics on it. And a new Palico armor set. So that's it's kind of cool, right? That is really cool. I like... As, you know, not a Monster Hunter player, I really like how they introduce something new, the monster, and then on top of that, the craftable items that use that set. I think that's really cool. Uh, of yeah. course, that's typical for Monster Hunter, but uh, as a non-Monster Hunter player, that, that just really interests me, you know? Yeah, if you're a collector, you have a decent amount of things to go after. A new monster being added to the world, he's always in the world from that point forward. It's not like getting a new strike in Destiny, but it's kind of like that. It's a new hunt. It's a new monster that'll get thrown in on investigations and that kind of thing. Uh, along with this is a new spring update called the Spring Blossom Event that runs from April 5th to the 18th. So the Gathering Hall is totally decked out. All the NPCs get new uniforms, new special food platter. Um, during this event, you might have the chance to earn the Mega Man Palico armor. And you can also earn... This is super cool, Diddy. I told you about this. During the event, there's going to be a special optional thing where you can earn the Wyvern Ignition Greatsword. So Capcom ran a contest where they said to their community, design a weapon, make it look cool, and the winner gets it put in the game. And this <laughs> is the awesome. winner's weapon. Have you like? I, I'll have a picture on it on our website, DestinyTheShow.com. It looks so freaking cool, right? Yeah, I just pulled it up. It looks amazing. Like yeah. I can't believe a fan made that, and now it's going to be put in the game. Yeah. For everybody if, to earn. If any game developer did something like that, there would be some awesome stuff in like, yeah. Yeah, I saw, oh, what was it? I saw, I'm just going to use League of Legends as an example, even though it's a totally different game. There have been so many character, like uh, like theoretical characters created with movesets and everything that have just been really cool that I wish were in the game. Yeah. But of course, uh, Monster Hunter is doing it right. Yeah, kind of cool. There's a bunch of other stuff that's coming with the update, but one of the nifty things is um, <coughs> Capcom has heard the feedback from players about three things in particular. Allies, uh, attacks from allies no longer interrupt you during carving. So what would happen, Diddy, is like when you carve the monster at the end of the fight, you have like 
30 seconds to a minute to carve him up before the quest ends. And carving is where you actually get the parts off of him that you want. Well, some jerks, like, of teammate people when you DesOS in public would literally attack you while you're carving, and it stuns you. It puts you in this stun <laughs> animation. So people were just attacking these newbies who'd come in to carve the monster, and they never get it. It was it was just griefing. And so it's being taken out, which is kind of cool. And then finally, at the end of a quest, you can go directly to the gathering hub, which is kind of like the tower. It's the public space. And mm -hmm. up until this point, you'd warp back into the main world, the main Astera hub world, which didn't have anybody in it. So pretty cool. All right. Battlefront 2, Progression WeWork, Diddy, what is going on? So they're putting microtransactions back in the game, eh? Yeah, so if we remember Star Wars Battlefront 2 debacle, yes. EA, the devil, uh -huh. a few months ago about pay to win. It's mo really aggressive microtransactions being put in the game where you'd have to play millions of hours to acquire everything, and that's just not feasible, right? Yeah. So they uh -huh. removed microtransactions from the launch of Battlefront 2 because they you know, wanted to address community feedback. Well, EA has come back and said, hey, we're putting microtransactions back into the game, but it is a complete progression rework. Our very good friend Paul Tassi over at Forbes put out a great article, really brief article, but it's worth a read, uh, about how all progression is now linear. And I'll quote from the article here. You can only earn star cards through gameplay and not through a randomized crate system anymore. You're, you earn skill points through gameplay and can use them to unlock out-upgrade star cards in a way that echoes most standard shooter progression systems. Microtransactions yeah. and randomization come nowhere near this part of the game. Yeah. So they're basically bringing them back in in the best way possible. It's essentially a progression-based system with cosmetic items being the only things in the microtransactions. Yep, exactly. And so this will be added into the patch in or, uh, March 21st. So this week, you will now uh, have a linear progression system that is non-intrusive microtransactions. So I think that is honestly really great, right? I'm not going to buy the game myself because I still don't want to support EA because they've made other bad decisions. But I think this is an integrity move by the publisher and by the developer. So congratulations. There you go. Dude, I didn't, I didn't see that coming at all. Like, honestly, I, I didn't see a full about face having, because now I'd actually like to probably try the game out. I'm, you're a huge Star Wars fan. I'm a pretty big Star Wars yep. fan. <laughs> and I held off buying it because of, obviously, this. And I don't know, that that's maybe, does this bode well for the future that, like, EA, the king of the, the slimy, has done this? <laughs> it, it's, it's really interesting because, right, this is one good thing that EA has done in the last decade, right? <laughs> there's been, look, there's been some good EA stuff, but it's usually from not EA. It's usually from their developers, you know? Yeah, exactly. And the fact that EA is developing Anthem, right, they, people are worried, but... This good move, this integrity move about face on microtransactions, I think it's it's a glimmer of hope that EA might might come back. Yeah, we need to talk about Anthem on one of these programs because they yes. are losing their freaking superstar <laughs> developers left and right. 
But maybe they're leaving because, it, no, I don't know. We need to talk about it in detail. So that's going to do it for DTS 193. Diddy, where can people find your content? Twitter.com slash Diddy DTS, D-I-T-T-Y DTS, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. You can follow the show at Destiny the Show or go to our website, DestinyTheShow.com, for all the links from today and more, as well as a link to our Discord, Discord.me slash Destiny the Show. That is honestly the best way to get in touch with us, to play games with us, to just talk about whatever or suggest ideas for the show. It's um, really an incredible community, and I just want to say thank you guys so much mm-hmm. for everything that the DTS community has become. Like it has just this podcast has grown over the years and we're super thankful for all the support you've given us. And in some ways, this feels like a little bit of a new chapter. But at the same time, too, we're still here. We're still chatting about games. There'll still be some Destiny stuff. And uh, just thank you from both Diddy and myself. You can follow me at BBK Dragoon on both YouTube, Twitter and Twitch. Have an awesome week. And we'll talk with you next time.